0: This is the Mosaic Church podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. Good morning. Morning. Buenos dias. dias. Bear with me, I'm not used to the... uh... Mike, but I like it, I like it. Um, I just do wanna start off with just a little bit of prayer, so if you all can just join me. Uh, Lord, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the powerful worship. We thank you that we have the opportunity and the blessing to be in your presence. Whether we're here um, in the sanctuary or we're in our homes, Father God, your presence is not limited, Lord Jesus. You are everywhere, you are everywhere Father, and for that we say thank you. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to share today. And I pray that you may help me, Father, to communicate what you have placed in my heart, Lord Jesus. Help me to share, Lord, what you have been challenging me in. And we just pray, Father, that more than anything else, Lord, that you may be glorified, Father. Today's about you and giving you the praise and adoration that you deserve. I would say thank you, Jesus, and we pray, Amen. Amen. All right, uh, so we got round two. So that means round one was pretty good. Um, there's a little bit more pressure this time, because Pastor Mario's here with us, but I've been very blessed by his um, just wisdom and preparation and support and everyone that's been just so kind and encouraging. I really appreciate you guys. So today, uh, I'm going to be sharing uh, from the book of Isaiah. Uh, Pastor Mario asked me to share, and for the past couple weeks, I had kind of decided to make a goal for myself to read through the book of Isaiah And I just want to share a little bit about what has been challenging me and really what has um, truly just brought me down to my knees in repentance. And I hope that in in sharing this with you that uh, it may encourage you as much as it's encouraged and challenged me. So to provide some context, uh, Isaiah is a prophet in the southern kingdom, Judah, right, so Israel's been split. So Isaiah's in the southern kingdom called Judah. And Isaiah opens up and he's describing the Israelites, and he's describing them as a wicked nation, right? And in this wicked nation, he even goes on to say in chapter one, he says, if the Lord of hosts had not left us a few survivors, we should have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. So if we let that sink in for a little bit, we can see just how wicked the people in Judah were, right? He said, it's just, if it weren't just for these handful of righteous people, we would be just like Sodom and Gomorrah which is um, intense to think about, but at the same time, how powerful is it that just a few righteous people can prevent an entire nation from just going into complete depravity. So I wanna skip to uh, Isaiah chapter eight. For those of you that are at home, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm gonna do my best to remember the cameras, but we appreciate you guys. Um, If this is your first time at Mosaic, Bear with us, if this doesn't go well, we have an awesome pastor who will be sharing next Sunday. So join us again. (laughs) So I wanna start in reading from Isaiah 8, verses 11 through 15. So it says, for the Lord spoke thus to me with his strong hand upon me, and he warned me not to walk in the way of his people, saying, do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy. And do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear, let him be your dread. And he will become a sanctuary, and a stone of offense, and a rock of stumbling to both houses of Israel, and a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many shall stumble on it, they shall fall and be broken, they shall be snared and taken. So, today my sermon um, is the fear of the Lord over fear. And I was so blessed by worship today because I couldn't help but see um, how the Lord was tying together this message with our time of worship. And, you know, as Pastor Mario mentioned, I'm going to encourage us all that we're still. in in a time of worship right now. It's a little bit different, but we're still worshiping um, our savior by just being in his presence and allowing him to speak to us. So what we're seeing here is Isaiah's telling the people of Israel to fear the Lord. In in this section, I believe uh, in, in my Bible, it says, fear God, wait on the Lord. He's saying, don't fear the conspiracies. Do not fear what they fear. Instead, fear the Lord, he will become your sanctuary. He will become your sanctuary. So I want to take a brief uh, pause to discuss, what, I want to use a working definition for the fear of the Lord. So shout out to Melise and her small group. They're um, going through a book by Jen Wilkin, and Melise has been sharing with me what they've been challenged by, and, and we talk about it. And Jen Wilkin, the author of her book, she says, The fear of the Lord is the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord. I'm gonna say that again. The fear of the Lord is the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord. So I want us to have that definition in mind as I continue to use um, the phrase, the fear of the Lord, and I might use them interchangeably, right? But the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord. So he's saying the people of Israel have lost their worshipful reverence and awe for the Lord. He's saying, don't be consumed by the fears around you. Instead, fear the Lord. Don't be consumed by the fears around you, but instead be consumed by the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord. So what I've seen so far in Isaiah I believe I'm on chapter uh, 22 now. So what I've seen so far in Isaiah is that things don't go well for the Israelites and the surrounding countries when they lose the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord. If you continue in chapter eight, he goes on to say that in their fear, they were turning to um, necromancers, which I had to look up, apparently means like wizards. So they were turning to like magic and wizards for answers of what's going on. They were turning to mediums to try and see if they could talk to the dead to find out what's happening, how they could solve their current situation. And I get to the point here uh, that I'm very grateful for here at Mosaic that Pastor Mario has set a precedent. Whereas I'm reading this, you know, Pastor Mario challenges us place yourself in the story. Because the moment I don't place myself in the story right, is when I allow pride to begin to set in and I start doing this number. Hey, are you listening to what they're saying? That's about you. So thank you, Pastor Mario, for, for challenging us and modeling it well. So I'm trying to place myself in the story and I think it's very easy to... to Paint myself as as Isaiah, right the righteous prophet. But as I begin to paint myself in this story, I begin to see how I've allowed fear to dictate my actions, as opposed to the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord. Now I want to be very clear when I'm talking about fear and earthly fears. I'm not I'm not belittling the things that are going on around us. The Israelites, they uh, you know fear of The the Syrian Empire invasion that would lead to oppression and servitude. There's fear of, you know, what's coming next? Where are we going to get food? And when I look at myself, I don't belittle the fears in my life, right? Because we can uh, easily go on a whole list, right? We got sandstorms and killer bees and COVID, and we have so many things that are happening, and that's just extra, right? Because then you got. The fear of, how are my kids gonna turn out? How am I gonna pay this bill? Am I getting a paycheck? So, I don't want us to, to belittle these fears. But what we do need to focus on, what I needed to focus on, is how am I allowing the fear to dictate my life? So I begin to see that I've lost the worshipful reverence in awe of the Lord I begin to look for answers in other places. Uh, I have two very awesome, accomplished brothers, and whenever there's like weird situations going on, I always go to them for their advice. My brother, he um, majored, he got his masters in like disaster management. Uh, My other brother's been in the military for like 17 years now, and um, he's in the medical field. So I'd go to them, which is not wrong. It's not bad to go to my brothers and get their perspective and their insight. You know, I'd go to, I like to get my news from Twitter. Please don't judge me. You know, I go to Twitter or I, you know, see uh, articles that are sent to me and I found myself that I had been looking for peace from my fear in all these places except in the worshipful reverence in awe of the Lord. You know, they say that fear causes some reactions, right? Fight, freeze, and flight. And in my life, I, I, this time especially, I've seen all of it, right? In fear, I might get a little grumpy and cranky. Uh May-Lise can attest to that. There was one time we were safely out and about, and I was very, very stressed, and as a result, got a little bit snippy, and I'm so sorry, Melise. Um, flights, right, can cause me to retreat or freeze. It can take me to a place where I don't know what to do, And I can tell you that from my experience, neither of those reactions ever brought glory to the Lord. So as I'm painting myself in this story, and I'm reading, and I see myself in the life of the Israelites, I don't judge them because I see myself, and I can't help but in that moment fall to my knees in repentance and say, Lord, forgive me, Father. Forgive me for making the same mistake of allowing lesser fears in my life to detract from the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord. And I wanna be clear, I'm not, in no way, shape, or form am I saying we need to dismiss the fears of this world. What I'm saying is that I need to be better about first being in the presence of my heavenly Father, in the presence of my sanctuary, which is the fear of the Lord, so that then when I consume that information, I'm not consuming it in my flesh, but I'm consuming it through the promise that the Lord is my sanctuary. There's a very big difference. All right, so I'm not saying let's run out here and rip off our masks and go shake hands and stuff. There's, there needs to be wisdom in what we do, and we need to walk in the love and the wisdom of the Lord. So I'm looking at myself I'm looking at the Israelites. If you go on to read, um, in their fear, it says that they turn on each other. There's division. They look to the mediums and the necromancers. Their pride leads to destruction. I can't say how many times the word pride or haughtiness is used in Isaiah. They begin to see that um, there's an actual chapter where it talks about how the leaders will fail and your governments will fail, your economies will fall because they've lost the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord. And I'm reading this and it sounds kind of familiar. So I want to go to Isaiah six and I want to begin to encourage us. It says in Isaiah six, one through seven, we went back two chapters says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. So the king is dead, all right? So things, when a king dies, that's not, we have a change in power, there's a lot of uncertainty, so if we're talking about fear taking over, there's probably a lot of that going on. I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. I'm gonna try my best to do this justice, and I want you to do your best to kind of let these words Um, take hold of our imagination to see if we can get a glimpse of what Isaiah saw. I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips." For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for. So this is um, Isaiah sharing a vision of the Lord right before he then goes to the new king, King Ahaz, to share what the Lord wants him to share. And I want to go to Isaiah because I think Isaiah is going to exemplify my next couple of points perfectly. Um, so hold off, Brian. Don't, don't go yet to the next slide. I'll give you a, a thumbs up. So he's in the presence of God. He's in the presence of God and in the presence of God, he can't help but say, woe is me. When he sees the heavenly father, he sees himself and how he falls short of the glory of God. And in that moment, it takes him to a place of repentance. In the presence of God, in the revelation of his character, It takes him to a place of repentance. So I challenge us, presence, revelation, repentance. Presence, revelation, repentance. So if we look at the example of Isaiah, I had to begin to ask myself, as I see myself in, in, in the Israelites, as I see how fear has, has made me selfish. Right? Fear does that, right? If you don't believe me, there was a, a toilet paper shortage. Right, fear makes us selfish, and I don't judge people for that because I can see myself in that. I was in that. So am I willing to seek his presence? Am I willing to seek his presence? Am I willing to seek his face in my own time of personal devotion, here as a body, in our small group time, in your time of worship, in your time of prayer, am I willing to seek his presence? Am I willing to seek his presence for a revelation of his character? That's a very big difference, right? Because I can seek his presence for my own personal gain. I can seek his presence so that I can um, challenge other people or or being honest, call other people out. But when I seek his presence for a revelation of his character, I, I can't help but be like Isaiah And when I'm confronted confronted with his character, I can't help but see my own faults and my desperate need for Jesus. And that's what Isaiah did, right? He saw God and he couldn't help but see his own sinful nature. And it didn't lead him to a place of guilt, but a place of conviction, a place of saying, Woe is me of unclean lips having an honest conversation with our Heavenly Father. So am I willing to seek his presence for a revelation of his character, so that in doing so, I may humble myself in repentance because of my desperate need for Jesus. So we've seen, right, I've seen in my own life, I've seen in the life of the Israelites what it looks like to live a life that is dictated by fear, a life that does not find sanctuary in the fear of the Lord. Now I wanna flip the coin and I wanna take a look at what a life grounded in the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord looks like. So in Isaiah six, verse eight, so this is right after he's seen the Lord, he's aware of his sin and his conviction, he leads to repentance. He is forgiven, right? In his, we, so sorry for skipping over that. He is forgiven, right? In his repentance, he is forgiven. And it says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah replies, Then I said, Here am I. Send me. He said, Here am I send me. How powerful is that? How powerful is that, that in seeking his presence, a revelation of his character, we see who we are, we see that we need him, we repent, he forgives us, and in the fear of the Lord, The worshipful reverence and all the Lord. Isaiah says, Here am I, Lord, send me. So, my question for myself, and I'll challenge you to ask it for yourself, is Am I willing to go? Am I willing to seek His presence? And I know I'm being redundant, but I'm trying to drive home a point here. Am I willing to seek His presence for a revelation of His character so that I may see myself? and in repentance, acknowledge my need for Jesus so that then in the right heart, I can say, here I am, Lord, send me. I've been very challenged because, like I said, I'm not gonna belittle the fears and what's going on in our world. That exists, that is real. But I'm also not gonna belittle the fear of the Lord. I'm not gonna belittle my God And his power and what he can do with a servant that is in worshipful reverence of who he is. The things around us aren't going to change if like Isaiah, if we don't say, here am I, Lord, send me. You know, Pastor Mario gave an awesome sermon on the Beatitudes, a sermon series. We cannot live out the Beatitudes if we're not living in a spirit that says, here am I, Lord, send me. I was so encouraged um, by the leadership of of both Royce and Pastor Mario when they invited us to march with them. We cannot be peacemakers if we don't say, here am I, Lord, send me to where there needs to be peace. Send me to where your peace needs to abound. We cannot mourn for our brothers and sisters if we have not first had a revelation of God's character to see our own sin and say, here am I, Lord, send me to mourn with them. Too long have I sought other things. Too long have I put my faith in government, politics, and I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. As citizens of heaven, as believers in Christ, it is not enough. It is not enough to depend on others to go out. It is not enough to cast a ballot. It is not enough That's the bare minimum. That is the bare minimum as believers of Christ. We have to be willing to say, like Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. Send me to my community. Send me to this broken world, Father. But if we don't first seek his presence, and if we don't first seek a revelation of his character, if we don't first realize the plank in our own eye and our own need for Jesus, then I don't think we'll be able to be in a position or in the right heart we could say, here am I, Lord, send me. I think of Julie and Jeremy, the Griffins, the Moors. They're seeing into the hearts of, of children, into a broken Families, and they're saying, Here am I, Lord, send us. Here we are, Lord, send us. I'm so blessed by their example. So I think today we have a choice. Are we going to choose the fear of the Lord, the worshipful reverence and awe of the Lord, or are we going to choose fear? And before we make that choice, I want us to understand that's not a one-time thing, right? I'm not going to um, sit here and tell you that when you accept the fear of the Lord once, all fears go away. In preparation for this sermon, I had to seek the fear of the Lord because I was scared. We have a choice. Today and every day we are confronted with fear. And every day that we are in the presence of the Lord and we realize our need for him. We have a choice. Are we going to choose the fear of the Lord so that we can walk in the worshipful reverence of our Father? Or are we gonna choose the fear of this world which has led me to walk in selfishness, in anxiety, in stress? Caused me to be a coward in times where I've needed to be brave. Presence, revelation, repentance. I'm going to start wrapping up here legitimately. Uh, Don't go to the next slide, but I'll just leave it here. If we make the decision to seek his presence for a revelation of his character, so that in doing so we may humble ourselves in repentance because of our desperate need for Jesus, so that then we can say, here am I, Lord, send me. We're going to begin to see the change that only God can make. Only Jesus can change the hearts of people. It's not going to be my encouraging post online, which is awesome. It's not going to be my Fill in the blank, okay? It's, 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 those things are good, but it's only the fear of Jesus that is going to change the heart of the people because if we could depend on laws and on others, then we wouldn't need Jesus, right? Because Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law. Now we can be free. So again, I'm going to encourage us, presence, revelation, repentance. Now I'm going to challenge you we're starting up our small groups again on Wednesday and we're, having, we're meeting here. We're meeting, um, we'll have an online option. This is a powerful time. I can't tell you how many times in our small group we have been confronted with the presence of the Lord and we have seen our own need for Jesus and in that time we have encouraged each other in a beautiful, beautiful way. And it has allowed us to walk And say as a group and as a family, as a believer, hear my Lord, send me. And encourage you in your personal time, seek his presence. So again I say, presence, revelation, repentance. That we may follow the example of Isaiah in chapter six when he sees the goodness of the Lord. And may we choose to walk in the worshipful reverence of our heavenly father, so that in doing so, we may say, here am I, Lord, send me. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this day, Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus, because you, like like, um, Miss Robin said earlier, you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, Father God. I thank you, Lord, because you are the answer, Lord Jesus, for my fears and for my anxieties, Lord. I thank you, Lord, because you are my sanctuary, Father. And I pray right now, Lord Jesus, for all of us here and for all of us watching at home, that you may fill us with the worshipful reverence in awe of you, Lord. That as we seek you, Father God, and every day as you reveal a new part of yourself to us, Lord Jesus, that we may fall to our knees in repentance, Understanding your greatness, Father God, and how much we need you, Lord Jesus. Forgive me, Father, for the moments that I've allowed fear to dictate how I act, how I respond, how I love. And help me, Lord, to walk in the fear of you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this day. We thank you for everyone here, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that I may begin to take on Isaiah's spirit that says, here am I, Lord, send me. Thank you, Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.MosaicChurchTLH.com.